Hey you guys, welcome to episode 53 of Gay Side Stories, Where the Gay Shit Goes. I am your host, Trillificent, and this week joining me, I have Mr. Grab Your Jimmy. Oh, I'm supposed to talk now? Oh, hey. Hey, everybody, how y'all doing? Y'all see how my guests do? <laughs> well, thank you for coming. Hopefully. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> I, I'm trying to figure out what accent I'm doing this time. That's why I keep oh, talking. Oh, no, we don't need that. We don't We don't need any scissor accents or anything of the like. Because I'm, I'm trying to make sure that what accent comes out this time. No, just use your, your, your usual country, boys. It's charming. I do. It, it, I do have like I have. See, it's weird because the I, it, the accent just comes out naturally. So I don't know which one it comes out. It is not that I be trying to like, oh, I'm trying to sound like Foxy Brown, change accent there, so I'm gonna come out. It's not Foxy but, Brown. But it's just like okay, what accent is this one? You just gotta let it flow naturally. But thank you for having me yeah. and happy one year anniversary. Oh, thank you, thank you. It's it's been a year. It's you know. Last week's episode was fun, and I actually came back this week. Um, so, congratulations to me, and you're welcome, everyone else. Thank you for listening. So, let's get into some some stuff. Uh, right. So, the come quick. I'm gonna come, sir. Oh yeah. First up, and this is gonna be extremely fast. And we talked a little bit about this before we started recording, but. Uh, Rose McGowan is, she's going through some things and all I'm going to say is good luck, everybody. And it'll be interesting to see if the podcast circuit discusses her this week. Uh, I've seen a few think pieces on Twitter and that's really all I have. Like mama is going through some things and I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm not gonna be shady or start bringing up a bunch of receipts is she's going through a lot. So Good or what bad. Did, what did she do? Um, so there's some footage that came out. I guess she was somewhere speaking. And a trans woman stood up and was basically asking her, what are you doing for us type thing? And Rose went off, like cussing and reportedly used like transphobic language and all kinds of stuff and so you know when something like that happens then people start pulling up receipts from interviews and from tweets and so it's just been a lot but the main thing with that is because we know that she was one of the she's been talking about the whole not me too she didn't call it that but sexual misconduct in the entertainment industry she's been talking about that for a long time but now it's like every time you see her name pop up, it's her going back and forth or, or attacking a woman versus her talking about the issue that, at least for me, the issue that I've known her for for the past few years. It's like, okay, I, you come down my timeline and you're on there talking about, I don't like Alyssa Milano. She's a fake, blah, blah. And it's like, Wait a minute. <laughs> you know what's so interesting? Um, because I listen to uh, a lot of, um, I will not necessarily black radio, but a lot of um, morning shows, like particularly white morning shows, mm-hmm. or um, audience morning shows. And um, this particular morning show that I listened to actually brought the fact that the message that Rose McGowan has about, yes, yeah, we give you props for bringing this up to heart. Um, 
Harvey Weinstein and all that. But the way you attack women is like a whole contradiction. Exactly. And that's you're supposed to be trying to bring women together, but exactly. every time but everything your mess is always been attacking women. Is like I think she attacked Meryl Streep or one time now she's attacking Alyssa Milano. It's like the same thing with the woman that we won't mention that your message that you're doing is is good, but the way you're going at it and attacking people is a whole nother story. So it's like whatever message that you're trying to trying to present is now getting discombobulated because you're you're attacking people that you're supposed to be trying to quote unquote unite if that makes sense. Um, and those are my sentiments exactly. And um, I just. I just feel as not to take over because I do have a takeover spirit, my bad. Um, I just feel like, oh, I can't say what I want to say because I don't want to. Yes. But since it's already on my mind, I just feel like Rose McGowan is the epitome of white feminism, meaning that the worst, you want if you want someone to play a victim, you always find a white woman to play it. I mean, there's a lot of truth in that. So, if you want to, it's like the whole Taylor Swift thing, and you want to find the victim, demon. you want to find the victim, there's always a white woman behind it. And it's like, even if you're the one that started it, yeah, she could have easily talked to the transgender woman and admitted this is what was going on and say, you know what, come up here to talk to me instead of, like, let me sell my book. And right, whole, right, right. So, the whole thing is like, girl... It's, it's just a lot and it's very <clears throat> I don't want to say aggressive because there's nothing wrong with being aggressive but as we've stated the message is getting lost in the shuffle and I saw a valid critique someone was saying if you're on stage and you are very passionate about something which we give her her props for being passionate and sticking with it because I'm sure she's not gaining any favors and she's damn sure not making any friends doing what well, she's doing she gained, a, she gained a TV show she gained a book but we ain't gonna call that out. But well, I mean, that goes with the territory. When you stand up, and I mean, usually when you're white, those things just they are standard. But what I'm saying is, what the critique was saying is, if you're on stage and you're passionate about something and you're trying to speak on it, and someone comes up and is asking you questions that are kind of not to the point, even though they're valid, then there there's some room for understanding of why. A person might react a certain way, but she she went from six to one hundred and fifty seven, and it was like it didn't need to be all that. You could have just been like, "Hey, I hear what you're saying. Um, that's not really what we're discussing right now. I'm not saying that what you're saying is not important. Like there, you could have been very, I don't want to say nice, but you could have handled that in a better way versus going off and now." You play victim because you don't want people to come snatching a little bit of hair that you do have left. And it's like, okay, but you you set this up. You put yourself in that position. Like your reaction. I mean, yeah, we're human, but still it's like it didn't need to be all that, you know. And that's where the victim victimhood comes from, because it's I went too far and now people are calling me on it, which is interesting to me because it's like it's not on the same scale. But it's funny how people who are demanding accountability from other people shirk it when it's their time to stand up and be held accountable for something. So I will admit I have not been here for Rose McGowan's issue to the teen dream and jawbreaker. So Okay, we're gonna move on. <laughs> 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 That's enough. 
that's enough rose get it together sweetie get you some counseling or whatever it is um and hopefully get back to centering the message that you're actually trying to get out there versus attacking everybody and then you know throwing them stones and hiding your hands so uh next up we have a twitter poll that i did and this was really just me being nosy because i was bored and tired at work you and your salacious twitter poll oh my god (laughs) So it's, the, very, <laughs> it's, very, it's very clutch my pearls worthy, but that said a lot for me. Oh, are they? Because I thought I usually try to keep the polls pretty tame. Oh, okay. To a certain degree. I mean, <sighs> the, the subject matter might be vulgar, but well, I don't know. You may be right. So this oh, one says, <laughs> during which age range did you lose your virginity? And by virginity, I put half penetrative sex because, you know, immediately... Somebody say that and be like, well, I've been sucking dick since I was... Okay, we don't need to do that. So, mm-hmm. the choices are less than 13, from 13 to 18, from 19 to 24, and then older than 24. Ooh. What was the poll? So, the winner was, with 54%, was the age range of 13 to 18. I can see that. Yeah, I absolutely can see that. Um, because 13 is what? 13 is what? Sixth grade? Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, that sounds about right. Because <clears throat> I, I remember thinking, in middle I was school. They was, funny, but I didn't want to say that out loud. Oh, I'll say it. Because at my middle school, they was fucking at, in sixth grade. So um, that that aligned with what I know. I, I think I had my first boyfriend. At and quote, and I'm putting a quote unquote boyfriend. Um, in the tenth grade, and I, don't, I we didn't ever do penetrative sex. So I think the first time I actually did penetrative sex was probably my freshman year in college. Oh, saying I was 19 and it was with my first boyfriend. And this is why I worded it this way, because if we're talking about other things, then it's much younger and we don't need to get into that, at least not on my end. Y'all don't need to know about my young life. Um, Okay, so with 41 percent, the age range of 19 to 24 um, with 3 percent was less than 13, which, oh, my. And with 2 percent was greater than 24. So those teenage years is, you know, when it's active. Let's talk about this 2%. You know, I don't know. Maybe it's people that are late bloomers or people that, you know, kind of wait until they meet their first. So they got married. I I severely doubt that. 2% uh, to me feels like a lot. That are waiting they, until they, they get make, married. Yeah, by mistake, and they meant to click the other one. Maybe. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh, I'm not shaming nobody for waiting, but I mean. Oh no, not at all. If you waited, more power to you. But let me tell you what. You know, I did not wait. <laughs> I did not wait, and uh, I think I've talked about this on the show before. But that was a whole. That was back in the showing my age. That was back in the Yahoo Messenger days and Black Planet. So a combination of Black Planet, Yahoo Messenger, and me being dark-skinned led to my first penetrative sexual experience. 
on the floor in the dorm room because the bunk beds were too damn tight for all of that. I'm just trying to think the first one, and I do remember this because I feel like I got cursed because I'm not going to tell too much information. <laughs> um, So I remember the first time I had penetrative sex. It was, I remember this guy that I met. He was 30. He said he was 30, but he ended up being 37. Mm-hmm. And he, he might be older than that. So I met, I met him college club. Hello, AARP. And... So I met him at my college club, and then I remember him come pick me up from school. Now, when I say school, I meant college, not elementary, not high school. But um, I remember him come, him come picking me up. We went to his house. We was watching Mahogany, mm. which I don't understand why I was watching Mahogany. Right. Um, we was watching Mahogany. We was drinking. We was underage drinking. And I remember no, the details. You was underage drinking. <laughs> Oh, child, I'm from Alabama. We've been drinking underage drink a day. That's, listen, listen. That's everything. Mm-hmm. But so I don't think I do remember that I was so shocked they had gray pubic hairs in his nuts. Oh. And so. Well, he was seasoned. He was S&P. Mm. No, I never seen, so I never seen gray season. I never seen gray pubic hairs before. So I didn't mm-hmm. know it actually turned gray. So I know I made a big deal out of it. But we still, so I remember it wasn't that great. I do remember it wasn't that great. It actually hurt. And I remember saying, and this is how backwards I was. So everybody forgive me ahead of time, but I'm going to keep it real. So I actually thought that I was going to turn into a quote unquote sissy. Meaning that this is how your voice change. And you're going to start walking with a limp and all that stuff. So I remember I was crying. After the fact, I like, oh Lord, my voice is about to change. I'm about to turn into a woman. <laughs> oh God! And all this stuff because I didn't know because you know what I'm saying at that time I didn't know I didn't know what gay was for. I knew what it was, but I really didn't know. But um, because I know all I heard back in the day, don't turn to a sissy. Mm-hmm. So what was considered a sissy was like my cousin that did drag. He was matter of fact, he was a Mary J. Blige impersonator. Come on, deep so, inside, yes. So that's why I remember that. I remember my mama saying, don't turn into that. So I didn't know there was gay or what it was, but I know I was reading like James Earl Hardy books in, oh God, why well, don't know this man name now? Elin Harris. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they never really said what it was. Right. So I was like, oh my God, I'm about to turn into a woman. I'm about to start wearing wigs. I'm about to doing all that stuff. And so. He was like, why are you crying? So I'm like, I never did this before. I'm about to turn. He's like, no, that's not how that works. And I'm like, oh. So I do remember, like I said, I, don't, I do remember wasn't that great. Damn. Yeah. But you know what? You got an important gay life lesson out of that. So I will say kudos to that salt and pepper man and any other older gays that don't mind imparting a little wisdom to the younger generation because... That's the only way that they're going to learn. And that's part of the reason why I started this podcast, because we don't have these conversations like you don't you come up with this preconceived notion of what things mean, what it means to be a top, what it means to be a bottom, what it means to be gay, what you have to do in order to be a part of the culture and et cetera, et cetera. And it's like sometimes you just need somebody to sit you down and be like, listen, I don't know where the fuck you got all this, but this is what it is. So shout out to him for that. But I, like, cool I mean, points I mean, lost for it not being good. 
And and kudos for him fucking every there was fucking every girl in our what I put I'm sorry, every gay boy at the school. I wonder if that's one of those things, and this is probably something that'll come up again on the show later, but I wonder if it's one of those things where it's like, it's an older guy that prefers younger guys because they know they're inexperienced. So it's like, I'm older and I know my sex is trash, so I kind of covet younger guys so that they won't really know it's trash. Because they don't know it's trash. Right. I feel like that's a thing. I don't know. Y'all let me know if I'm off kilter with that. But I honestly feel like that's a thing and always has been. Clarissa explains it all. <laughs> and with that being said. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I have say it for everything. So I do. <laughs> I no, it, no, it's it's fine. Because I usually have something to. I so we're going to move on to the main topic, which I think, honestly, that story that you told and the little analysis that we gave at the end is a good segue into it. So for the main topic, we're going to be discussing body confidence. So I came across this article, I believe, on Twitter, and it said seven easy things gay men can do to become more body confident. Now, this article was in uh, on Attitude dot co dot uk so it's a british them. article i love them um and i will say as i always say with the articles maybe not this one as much but you guys know i usually do like a buzzfeed article and so you have to take everything with a grain of salt because sometimes these writers i don't know what they're talking about the editors i don't know how they let some of this stuff slide so let's see what the uh article had to say so the first thing is touch yourself let him touch you and basically, I, I, for each one, I just, because, you know, there's a write up a paragraph and then there's something personal. So I just pulled the main part of it. So he said, like any anxiety, one of the surest ways of overcoming negative feelings about your body is to f- face them head on. Um, I feel like this may be a little easier said than done, because if you're already anxious about your body, it's it's not easy to let someone touch you and it's almost like sometimes you have to have someone that knows how to how to toe that line of of aggressiveness where it's like i you know what i mean so that you understand that they know what they are getting into does that make sense it does because so this is how i look at it from the standpoint and we both plus size guys come on big boys and you know, a lot of times, and not to sound so insecure, or it's not the word—that's not the word to look for. So insensitive. A lot of us big guys have a tendency to not love our bodies, especially when it comes to sex, nudity, just nudity, in general. Stuff, because we we can even go to like a big boy pride or mm-hmm. hedonism, or not hedonism. Um, it is hedonism, yeah. and still go to places that is big boy safe and still not take our shirts off even when it comes to us fucking we still ain't taking our shirt off we got we got the big ass right on like i'm not taking my spanks off bitch and even even you go to a big boy sex party they still got their shirts on and all that stuff it's like you have to love your body because nobody else is gonna love you unless you love yourself yes we all have insecurities i have insecurity Mm -hmm. but i'm not gonna let you show it i'm not gonna 
let you know that I had this insecurity. I just like, let's chill out. And at the same time, you have to get to love yourself. So that, that means embrace your stomach, embrace your your um your thighs, your cellulite, whatever. I mean, but you know what? I would titties, whatever. <laughs> I would I would even say whatever it is, you know, because it's easy to take this kind of conversation and immediately apply it to bigger guys. But I mean, you could be Which, thin because I know I know guys who are very insecure about their bodies because they're thin, and it's like it's the same thing. So I, the t- let him touch you part throws me off a little bit. Because that's but, number one, assuming you have a him to touch you or that you want a him to touch you. But touch yourself, love your I think that's a good first step to loving yourself to piggyback on what you were saying. And it's and what is so Become funny comfortable with your body, you know what I mean? And one thing that so was so crazy to me, and we'll probably get into this later on, that even the muscle guys, I keep saying muscle girls, that's what kind of used to say that. Even the muscle queens that we know, they insecure about their body. They Even that's why they be in the gym and all the time. They're insecure. So everybody has an insecurity. Mm-hmm. So just because you may see a fine ass dude that is chiseled out on Instagram, trust me, trustable and believe he's insecure about his thing, his himself. Right. It may not be his body, but there's more than likely something he's insecure about. Because let me tell y'all something. And this is all tea and all shade. And you can take it however the hell you want to. A lot of the muscle queens and a lot of the buff dudes that we covet, they be fucked up, okay? They, like, you follow them long enough and you look at some of the stuff that they say and the patterns that they present and you look at that and you think to yourself, or, or maybe it's just me, I think to myself, I'm like, you are really not a well person. Like, you need to be on someone's couch. Like, your body is great and your face, and I appreciate you knowing that you have a big booty, and so you showing it off even though you're saying you're straight and all that stuff. But I don't think I don't think everything is well at home. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, I, I, absolutely. It's like, yeah, you can work in the gym for hours to and, and work on your meal plan to gain weight, lose weight, have a chiseled body. But that does not make you perfect, and it doesn't mean that those people that you see don't have insecurities. And a lot of that is actually we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah. So the second one says default to positive. It says ask good friends or family members to tell you specific things that they like about your body. Uh, okay. This was a little. I don't. It was a little. It was very. This was a little weird to me. I guess. I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe there are people out there that do it, but I've. I've never been one to go to my close friends and be like, girl, I am going through it today. I need you to compliment me. I'm going to send you this picture and just tell me my booty big, even if it's not. I don't, I I know that's a thing, but I don't know, personally, I don't know many gay guys that do that. I don't, unless they, unless they fucking, but, um. I mean, that's, that's true. I mean. That could be. It could be. Okay, like, so I will admit I have. So given I have asked, asked my football, my not my football, my foot buddies. Um, hey, what you like about my body? They gonna say, oh, I like your ass, I like your chest, and all that. Cool. But one of my good friends, I'm like, hey, homeboy, yay, 
Tell me that my thighs look good today. Right. Like, imagine being at brunch and being like, pass the waffles, girl, and what you like about my body. Like, that just seems awkward to me. Even, even if you ask me that, I'm like, you don't shut the fuck up. And- right. Like, if you don't I'm shut like, your ass around. up. And I feel like that's something that comes naturally, but and we have to... This is one of those things where I said on another show that self-awareness is so important because I feel like these types of things, you get them naturally, but it may not be when you're expecting them. Like case in point, um, whenever I wear shorts, I usually like one of my, my friend Nikki would be like, cousin, you got some nice legs and I'm not expecting to hear it. So I may not receive it, but I got to the point where it's like, you know what, whenever I get those things, I bank it so that later on, I have something to pull from, you know what so, I mean? Like even during, right. even during fuck sessions, if a dude is like, man, I love your chest so much. Oh, you're so sexy or blah, 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 blah. That's stuff that I internalize and I keep it so that if I'm later, if I'm not feeling so great or if I need a boost, I can remember, okay, that one dude, like that nigga was sucking on my titties. Like I had the goddamn cure to cancer and them bitches. So <laughs> you, you, you get what I'm saying? No, cause I know I get it because I know for me, I know that I know most guys say I have a nice ass, I have a nice chest. So, I as one of my friends, shout out to him because he's from he lives in Houston. When I call him Black Jesus, Johan t- tells me. Oh yeah, I, well, I mean I don't know him, but I know he tells. So me. and he tells me I just like a Dominican roundaway girl, <laughs> which means that my <laughs> that my my pants are tight that show off my ass, and I'm always gonna show off my I'm gonna be Phyllis Hyman down. Every time you see me, meaning mm-hmm. I have a plunging neckline because, yes, I do have a stomach, but I have worked on this chest hard enough to have this plunging neckline to get you feel as humming uh, all day. Amen. So, so, got, so this is one of those things where you have to take the compliments that you do have that people say that you have and work with it. Right. But before <laughs> I ask people, say, hey, it's not one of the times where you and your homegirls are going braiding each other hair doing the slumber party. Like on Sweet Sixteen, say, "Hey, I love your calves." Or do you think my calves look good today? Right, it's just a little. Oh uh, yeah, I feel like that's more of a natural thing. Like, but again, like I say, you have to be open to receiving it, even if you're not expecting it. Right. So next, it says, "Call it out." It's an unfortunate truth that some gay men enjoy passing judgment on other people's appearances for fun. If you hear anyone body shaming a lover passerby or someone they found online politely ask them to stop um so i agree with a lot of this um but at the same time it's kind of like you have to pick your battles um and it may not necessarily be the hill to die on because you are surrounded by people. You've come across people that are not nice to people that they find unattractive because everyone who has lived in this in this community long enough, we know that it's just, it's part of it. There are, are campaigns to try to combat it, and I really feel like it's one of those things where it it's it's a maturity thing. It may be an age thing, maybe maybe not. I don't know. But I know for myself, the older that I've gotten, the less tolerant, I guess, I've been of that kind of stuff, just in casual conversation. But then at the same time, you have to look at who you're surrounding yourself with right? and what you're, what you're consuming. 
Because I'm not, because like you said, at the age that I am now, I don't think I'd be around, or I try not to be around those environments where any of that is going on. Exactly, um, exactly. And I know, especially with my friends, and that's why I'm such, and I know this, again, I'll talk, I'll talk, I'll talk a little bit. Um, I'm so against what we call fake reading each other mm-hmm. in company, if that makes sense. Like, don't get me wrong. Our, my friends and I, we do read each other when we together, or, or but it's not the foot. It's not our whole conversation. It's just like little jokes. But I don't do it in front of no one else. Right. And when I and I haven't heard nobody talk about. I haven't heard nobody talk about you know one body shaming in somewhere in a in a long time. Yeah. I look at that and I think about like if you're just scrolling on Twitter or Instagram because I feel like those are probably the main ones that are maybe in the gym or something like that. But I I think it's one of those things where it's it's Black History Month, y'all, and you have to take the Maya Angelou on some of that stuff. And it's like if someone is showing you who they are, then believe them. Take them at face value. If they if you see somebody. Excuse me. If you see somebody online always talking about if they always in some mess and as soon as they get in some mess, they start calling everybody ugly and fat and all this other kind of stuff. Then that lets you know that's somebody that I don't need to associate with and I need to block that out. Like the block button is your friend block and a friend on follow. It becomes your best friend and a friend and a confidant. All right. The block and unfollow combo is the B author of the Internet. I'm trying to tell y'all. And I'm and I'm I'm looking back now, and maybe I, and I think because I know for myself, I think I, when it comes to social media, I intentionally try to follow a lot of positive mm-hmm. people, and I'm very picky about anybody that I follow or allow, even as friends, even on Facebook, because I even as me being a blogger, because I sometimes forget that I am that. Nope. That I really I I do I forget, but um. I have friend requests that I'm like, okay, let me look at your, let me look at your stuff that you're actually putting on your page. Right. Because I don't want that kind of negativity popping up. I don't want you writing your suicide notes. I don't want you have to feel that some hater is going, you always got a hater that's hating on you, none of that stuff. And I'm so particular about what I, what I vision, what I view, what I should say. And what I allow into my social media, they're like, okay, I don't follow everybody. Most, of, I've been fortunate enough to say most of the people that I follow has been like at least eighty-five percent positive. Even with the people that do go to the gym or the bigger guys that uh, that are in the gym loving everybody and all the stuff, it's like most of the feedback that I see has been positive. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen anyone doing any body shaming, maybe because I try to tune it out. I'm not saying that I try to make everything as awesome. I'm not trying to go that route, but it's more of like I ain't really trying to have that bullshit. I'm too old to be looking exactly. at your. Shit. I got, I got, <clears throat> I'm trying to figure out my own problems. I ain't got time to deal with your problems. Right, and I've even been doing the same thing on Instagram because you know I'm not gonna sit here and act. I'm, Instagram is about looking at stuff, so of course I do a lot of thirst follows. But when I start looking at the posts, and it's a bunch of crass jokes about like a bunch of guys that were posting that lame ass 
y'all need to worry less about Cardi B and more about cardio. I'm like, yep, no. That kind of stuff is like, let me unfollow. Like, you ain't that damn fine. Look, go do you go do your cardio because you ain't doing shit yourself. Right. And it's like, y'all making these, like, that's not going to motivate anybody. Um, it's like, oh, ha, ha, that's fun. I'm like, first of all, it's not clever. So you're already losing points because if you're going to make a Cardi B joke, like, at least make it funny. Right. But it's the same thing. Like, when I start seeing them and it starts becoming more negativity disguised as positivity. Uh, let me rephrase. It's negativity disguised as motivation slash inspiration because you, you have to read between the lines on some of that stuff. I'm like, you know what? Let me just hit this unfollow. And I don't need to see that. Now, I will say before we move on, if it is something that is affecting you directly or if it's like somebody coming at someone or coming at you, absolutely address that head on. You know, like if you are out and somebody got something slick to say, absolutely turn around and be like, what was said? But as far as just random people or, you know, I've scrolled it on Tumblr and I see it like that again, pick your battles and be very cognizant of what you are allowing in your in your life and what you are internalizing. Right. So the next one says weed out the shamers, which, OK. We just kind of talk about it. Yeah, so I'm going to read this and see if it's any different. It says, look deep into your life, not just at lovers, friends, and family, but also at your social... Okay, never mind. We already talked about this. Yeah, we talked about Okay, so the next one says, stop chasing that guy. When dating someone or just chatting on an app, look for warning signs. If your target speaks about the gym in every second sentence, ask for body pics too soon or over-fetishizes a perfect body type, Cut your losses and move on to someone who is looking for everything else you can offer. So I agree and I disagree okay. with this one. But I'm gonna actually I'm gonna let I wanna hear your thoughts on this first. Why you put me on the spot like that? I don't <laughs> wait. Okay. All right. Um Hey, you had access to the article, okay? Huh? So you I, had access no, I'm just Oh I'm so, but, so but um Okay, I will start with this. Yes, you, you, oh God. Can I come back to that answer? <laughs> I don't, okay, I don't, I don't okay. I know what I'm going to say, but I'm trying to get my thoughts prepared. Okay, so I will start with the, I will start to agree, stop chasing out the niggas that don't want you. And if they if and they profile, if they profile keep saying they don't want no facts, no films, you shouldn't be talking to them anyway. If they all they tell me they want it, they you gotta be in the gym, you gotta be six pack down, you gotta look like Mars Chestnut with good credit. If you don't fit that category, stop chasing after them, stop fetishizing over them, and don't even bother hitting them up because that's already gonna get you self low self esteem because you already feel like you're not really the thing. Now you might come across somebody that has a nasty attitude and start talking to you nuts. So now with that said, now with that said, I would also say don't also allow people to say, hey, you're cute for a fat boy or you cute for a skinny boy. You're you're sexy for a light skinned nigga, any of that stuff, because it becomes a fetish. Right. That like those backhanded comment. I mean, backhanded compliments. Right. So I would I would agree with the fact 
yes, don't chase after don't chase after that. Now, on the other hand, I what I don't like about that comment um, is the fact that it's kind of shaming people. Am I this is just my thoughts that it's kind of shaming people that do go to the gym a little bit? Okay. Or so we're on the exact same page because that was gonna that was the part that I did not agree with, and it it kind of puts me. It reminds me of. Um, a little bit of what we were talking about with Rose McGowan, where it's like right. your your message is getting lost because now you're attacking. You feel like you're on the defense, and so you have to attack in order to right. preserve yourself. And that's not how that works. Like how you look shaming people for going to the gym, right? Or making the assumption that just because they go to the gym that they automatically are looking for a perfect body, or or talking about the gym every second. So maybe they work at the gym. If you, you know what I mean? Like you can't automatically assume that just because, because now what you're doing is projecting and you're projecting your insecurities onto that person and all they like, I like going to the gym. It feels good. I like my muscle milk or whatever the fuck. And here you are because you are so insecure and you have issues with your body trying to tell somebody going to the gym, well, you wrong because you always talking about the gym. Pardon me. Are you okay? You sound crazy. So I agree 100%. That was exactly what I was going to say. And I, and and so shout out to my Tumblr Bay. I, I can't tell you who it is. <laughs> but um shout out to him because he's one of those gym heads that is a constantly gym. He's a trainer. But he even tells him like, "Oh, you beautiful, you all that. You 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 beautiful. Stop that shit." So I'm like, oh, "Okay." You know, I'm like, oh, "Okay." Made me feel like a woman too. Okay. Right. Look, I feel like a woman. I feel like a lady, but okay. Mm-hmm. But it's like little things that, why we said earlier, the message, like, yes, they shame you, so now you're going to shame people that go to the gym. There's no shame it should be evolved. Just say, you know what? You like what you like. I like what I like. Respect me at the end of the day. You don't have to dog me out. Right. Keep pushing. Right. Because I'm the type of person, if I see you in the street, I'm going to pop in your face. Ooh. Well, and on that note, we'll move on. So uh-huh. the next one says, make small changes. You don't need to become a gym buddy. Here's that shaming again. Cutting out sugary drinks, trying to eat a bit more healthily, and being more active will boost your endorphins and energy levels and do wonders for your mental health. So again, I take a little bit of issue with this because again, that first sentence feels like shaming the people that go to the gym. But it's also centering around losing weight. Like I get um, all of these I, things are things. I mean, well, maybe not necessarily. I, I guess cutting out sugary drinks. What and, they're trying to say, but the what they said was kind of off. Yeah, it's like it, it. You can tell. Like this one is generic enough that it could be applied to people with any type of body. But you can tell between the lines that it's a it's a bigger person saying these types of things or a former bigger person probably is more accurate. And it's like it's probably that person that is like, okay, I've lost weight, but I didn't lose weight by living in the gym. Like they still harbor a lot of insecurities and resentment towards people who work out a lot. And it's like you that's not how you you don't. You do not receive more confidence by putting someone else down unless you're like a, a sociopath. Like that's <sighs> not how confidence works. I'm not you don't get up and say, oh, 
you always in the gym. Look at your veins popping out. And, and that's like, and that's not gonna make you feel better about your pudge. That's not gonna make you feel better about your fat upper penile area. So the fupa, the fupa, the male version, the fupa, the upper penis area. Penile, I, so yeah. I, so I'm gonna change this up a little bit. Cause I think I told you when you said this to me earlier that I want to change this up a little bit. And with that, with that said, if it's something that you do not like about the body, change it. I mean, yeah. if you're if you're if if you're thin and you want to gain weight, gain it. Like gain, eat what you need to do, but be healthy with it. If you're trying to lose weight, lose weight. But at the end of the day, don't get here thinking because you're gonna change your body that you still gonna get a man. That ain't gonna happen. Right. You're gonna get a woman. That ain't gonna happen. You got to do everything for yourself. At the same time, you got to love yourself and keep it. And you got to keep it moving. So even for my journey. I started getting into gym because I wanted to lose weight and I like to be naked. I like to wear I like to wear see-through shit. I like to I like my clothes to be tight. So I want to look good for myself in the long run. And also, in my mind, I'm gonna be 75 like Earth Kid. This to be a set symbol. All right. So with that said, I had to work on my stuff now. I go to the gym, but I'm not into saying, like, this is what you need to do. I just think you just go to make you feel better. Yes, going to the gym does make me feel better. Yes, I do like look like looking at straight men's asses because they wear their jeans. They wear their, their stuff tight enough so they show their ass. So, yes, I do be looking. But I still go for myself. Yes, I still have a reel every now and then because, matter of fact, I'm not going to give me a reel after this taping. Oh, hello. But you have to start doing stuff for yourself. You have to do stuff to make yourself look better. Even if some things you can't change. If you don't feel like if you're working out it's not for you, cool. Do something that makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to so, be very it's one of those things where you have to you have to obtain the knowledge to make the changes that you want to make, even if they are right. small. And and like you said, it may not be, uh, okay, I'm going to the gym. You may not have time. Maybe you have too much going on. You got kids. You're helping. Whatever the case may be. But there's all if you are cognizant of what you're doing in your everyday life, and this is, again, where it comes back to the self-awareness, you'll find areas where you can make little changes. You know, it may be, it may be oh, wow, I didn't realize that I was having a deluxe breakfast sandwich with a big-ass sugary coke every morning but now i know i make those changes you're gonna start feeling better right you know and it's and the other thing is you have you can't discount the difficulty even with small changes it's still going to be a level of difficulty that you have to overcome like nothing nothing is easy in life you know right and as you get older and yes listeners as you get older your body would make changes. Your metabolism, your metabolism will change. Yep. So you have to either get, you have to get used to that and be prepared for that because you're not gonna stay young and talk forever. That's right. Like that's a and that's a blanch thought she was. And but you have but you still can keep that mindset. Mm-hmm. So with that said, you still have to love yourself because ain't nobody else gonna love you except yourself. Mm-hmm. At the and end of the day, the self love is what's gonna get you through. Right. The outside love is is great and necessary, and I hope everyone has a source 
But that self-love is the first step. And once you get that self-love, it's so amazing. It was Listen, so like your life will change so much when you finally stop caring about what other people say and be like, you know what? I love myself and it doesn't matter what other people say. It now, 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 now. I will say, don't go to the doctor and the doctor be like, look, you need to lose weight for real. And be like, well, I love myself. That's that's not the time. All right. I just want to put that out there. But if you out in the world, you at the bar and somebody's sniggering because one of your fat rolls is hanging over the side of your jeans. Enjoy your damn night. Enjoy your drink and fuck them. Or snatch their wig off. Well, I mean, if it escalates to that point, then defend yourself. But jail is real. So, yeah, we definitely don't condone violence here. I have a duck of you buck attitude. <laughs> no, no, I absolutely agree. I just want people. I just want to remind everyone that don't the, tell me wrong in the situation. Yeah, because in reality TV, they don't go to jail for fighting, but you will absolutely go to jail for fighting in real life. So, especially depending on who you fight, unless you're quick on your feet and you can get away. Anyway, I don't. You know what? Let's move on. All right. So the no, last no, no, no. one says, "Ask for help." If you're lacking in body confidence, uttering this aloud to someone you trust takes the problem out of your head and makes it a tangible issue you can begin to work on. The person you call on can be a family member or a specialist therapist. Um, I agree with this. I think if it's something where you just cannot make any traction on your own, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to go to someone who may have gone through the same thing or something a similar, group. a support group. If you have major body issues like body dysmorphia or something like that, then you probably need professional help. But just because it's an it's an act of learning how to love yourself, it doesn't mean you have to do it by yourself. Just don't go to your, your country ass aunts. Right. Don't, now, don't go to your grandma with no filter because that's not going to work. No. Right. You have to go to the right people that are going to be compassionate and help you learn and really give you or or expose you to some tools to help you figure it out. And it may be a thing where it's like I'm confident. And, and let me say this. Being confident in your body does not necessarily mean you have to accept it as is. You know what I mean? Like if you want, like you said earlier, if you want to make changes to your body, then absolutely do what it what what's necessary to make those changes. But it doesn't mean you have to accept your like like you can look in the mirror and be like, I mean, you know, I'm cool with my body. I'm cool. I feel good. I feel confident. But you know, these love handles are a little bit bigger than I would like. So let me work on that. I'm still confident in my body and in my appearance, but I realize that there's room for improvement. You know, I'll, I'll be, I always say this is, and I got this from Charlemagne. Hmm. I know. Yeah, it's WWRD. What would Rihanna do? Mm, that's fair. And meaning, as Rihanna has got thick and hot, by the way. Listen. Oof. But Listen. anyway, Rihanna is rocking out. She's like, I don't give a fuck. Y'all call me fat or whatever, but I'm still going to do Don't give a fuck. 
And I mean, but I mean, but we know that Rihanna is not fat. Like we know she gained maybe ten pounds, and it's like it's not the, it's not the end of the world. Like she eating good, she enjoying life. So and it's the same thing. But yeah, I I agree with that. You know what what will Rihanna do? What would Beyonce do? Just go with that. Um, so do you have any of your own personal tips? My own personal tips, yes. Um, don't, and so this is the issue that I do have. So I'm probably going to step on some people's toes. Uh oh. If you love your body, this is for my this is for my plus size brothers, my my thick boys, and all that stuff. Because I'm in that I'm in that category. If you love yourself and love yourself, you love the skin that you're in. Do that. Don't be photoshopping your pictures. Oh my! Don't be filtering your pictures out to the nonstop because you're supposed to be your thing. You're supposed to love yourself because at the end of the day, you're still hiding insecurity. So it's okay to filter sometimes. It's okay to Photoshop, but not all the time. If you're truly a part of, I love myself, love the skin that I'm in, you should be able to do it without Photoshop. Fair. Two, with the internet, with the internet, find if there's, you use the internet for what it's, been, what it's supposed to be made for to find resources. Meaning, as you said earlier, if you need help, someone talk to you, find a therapist, do all of that. Go to, if you there's go find a support group, all that stuff. Don't look at these people online saying they had the perfect body. Everybody online does not have the perfect body, and no shade could I find this out today. That most of the most people that you see with a perfect body that you see online went about it. Ooh. Every muscle, majority of the muscle boys that you, some of the, I'm not gonna say majority, most of the muscle boys that you see that we fantasize over, jack off over on Tumblr, Instagram, kind of find that they have bought everything except the hair on their face and they even bought that. Mm. So, Ooh, you shaking the table for real. She's shaking the table. So, don't go in there and compare yourself to what you see online because, as they say on the radio, Self comparison is the is the comparison is the theft of joy. Mm-hmm. I like that. The process the process of love yourself is not going to happen overnight. It's a slowly gradual process. It's going to be it's going to come to the time and say you know what fuck what everybody else think. This is what I feel about myself. Absolutely. So it's a process. It's like, the process there is a process. It's not one that we're not going to say. Oh yeah, hey, it's third. It's Sunday. Oh, tomorrow Sunday. Right. I love myself today. No, it's not. It, it doesn't happen like that. It does take time. It does take time to get get to that point where you want to say, "I love myself. I love the skin that I am. I am in. I love myself." And I will admit, for me, I did go through the process. Like, okay, and even with this community, with the gay community, especially black gay community, that is not a lot of bigger boys that's being promoted but however that has changed over the last few years with Tumblr like thanks to Tumblr Instagram and all that stuff there is a movement that big boys and thicker boys are in that say appreciate yourself love yourself and all that stuff 
Mm-hmm. Now, don't get in the process because you're watching black porn. You see all these skinny ass niggas. That's 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 doing it up for for OnlyFans. Don't let that get to your self esteem. Listen, because quiet as it's kept, a lot of them can't even maintain that themselves without outside assistance. Hint, without hint, wink, wink. without Christina, without Christina, Mary J. Keisha, okay, and well, Molly Reed. <laughs> so do that, and then also find friends that's going to support you. That's not in competition with you. Everybody is not. If and I would say this: don't be, don't be getting a part of a clique. Get a part of a group. Being, I'm oh, sorry, don't get in a part of a clique. Be find a friendship. Cliques have the same, had the same common denominator. They're going for the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. Friends are gonna love you regardless. So everybody, don't be trying to find out who's the Beyonce. If anyone say I'm the Beyonce of your friendship group, fuck that bitch and fuck that group. Find you some friends that's the Wu Tang Clan, meaning each one of them got an individual personality, but they all have something in common that bring in collectively as a group. I agree. Uh, mm-hmm. I just have three real quick, and they probably will overlap with some stuff that you said. The first one is broaden your horizons, because there <clears throat> there are a lot of we know there's a lot of chisel bodies. Twinks, all everything out there, and with a little searching, you can find a community that is filled with and that celebrates your body type. Case in point, <clears throat> because again, growing up gay or growing up in the closet, there's if you're lucky, you might have someone that is either out there already or is older and kind of takes you under your wing. But for a lot of us. We don't we don't learn these things. So it wasn't until I was in my twenties that I found out about you know big boy appreciation and 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 apps like Growler, where it's like we actually like that type of thing. Although Growler has its problems, so we don't need to go there. But my point is, you just you have to expose yourself to more than what you see in your everyday life sometimes. Right. Because especially, especially again, if you're in a position where you can't be out, maybe you're living at home and you don't know how your parents are going to take it or whatever the case may be, or, you know, for whatever reason you choose, it's very easy to limit yourself. So the internet is a, is a resource and there may be other resources that you can use, but just know that there's more than what you see. And more importantly, there's more out there than what you are conditioned and socialized to covet. Meaning, there's more out there than, like I said, than chisel bodies and, uh, you know, them weird square jawlines and that kind of stuff. Where it's like you see that and you it's hammered into you that that is what is attractive. That's what I need to be going out, going out there looking for, and that's what I hope will like me. Versus being like, you know what? There's a bigger experience than what the media or yeah. what people that I surround myself with partake in. So just be very cognizant of that and and find, you know, what's to say? Find your tribe type thing. The other, the next thing is don't shame. And we talked about this before, but I just want to reiterate it because it's very easy, again, for us to switch from defense to offense in situations like this, but don't shame. Shaming gym rats or assuming that they're all the same 
It isn't going to boost your confidence. All you're doing is the same thing that you're accusing other people of doing that has your body confidence low to begin with. And to partner with that, I would say don't allow someone else's confidence in their body, regardless of what their body looks like, but especially if they have a quote unquote nice body, don't look at that as a personal attack on you because I I know that that's a common occurrence too. Like, okay, I'm scrolling Instagram and now Instagram has is putting pictures into my timeline that from people that I'm not even following. And you'd be like, how dare he be so fine? How dare his abs look like that? How dare... And it's like, it's not... This person is out there living their life the way they choose to, just like you are. Their body and them showing it on Instagram for whatever reason, that's not a personal attack on you. And you cannot take that and then try to generalize that all everybody that goes to the gym or everybody that's a, a personal trainer hates fat people and da 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 listen. Because we all know, and maybe this needs to be said again, there's plenty of skinny guys out there and there's plenty of buff ass niggas that have no problem with the big boy. Alright? So Again, sometimes you got to spray them down with roach sprays because they be they back off, back up. Okay, um, um, I, but it's true though. But you, you know, uh, okay. You Last know. <laughs> but not least, uh, and again, this is similar to something that you said. But look for look for influential. I can talk. Look for influential people with body types that are similar to yours, and you might come across someone. That shows you a new side of life. For case in point, um, something that helped me was coming across some bigger guys that were like hella fashionable. And it shows you that just because I'm big, that doesn't mean that I got to be walking around in in gray shirts and sweatpants all the time. Like I can look good and feel good in what I'm presenting. Just, you know, it, I'm not disqualified from that. Just because I have a body type that I feel like is not generally accepted. So look for those types. Look for influences that will help you. You see someone else with your body type or something similar that's confident and you start looking at the look at pay attention to the small things that they do and that they say and that they present. And maybe you can adopt some of that and that will help you with your confidence. Like I said, maybe they do something where they. They pamper themselves. Maybe they get pedicures and you've never gotten a pedicure. That might help you feel better about yourself. Maybe, like I said, they they have a plug or they know somewhere where they sell clothes for bigger people that are not ugly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, okay, I, they have a link. It's like, okay, if y'all go to Zara backsplash, backslash big and fine, I don't know. That's where you're going to find the cute stuff for, you know, guys like this. Um, or whatever, again, whatever your body type may be. Maybe, again, you may be small, trying to gain weight, and you want to be a little bit thicker, or you want to be muscular, or you are a bigger guy, you want to lose a little weight, you want to change the shape of your body a little bit, maybe not necessarily lose a lot of weight, whatever it is. Look for people that are influential, not necessarily a preacher the preaching type of people are not necessarily it's not always a case of 
looking for someone who you think has the body, the perfect body that you want for inspiration. Because I've learned that about myself recently. Like I don't, all that preachy shit, it doesn't work for me. And I'm not discounting it. If you need somebody to talk a little bit stern or. or I was going to ask you, what, is, what you mean by preachy shit? I mean, I say that because it feels preachy to me. Because it feels preachy to me. I'm not, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it like, is preachy. Like what example? Like for, for example, I'm... like if you follow uh, someone on Instagram that is a personal trainer, and they are the type that like gets on, and every morning they have a video, get your ass up and get in the gym, and blah 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 and blah 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 blah. To me, it comes off as preachy. I know that it not it's necessarily not, but that's how I interpret it. And I've found that that kind of motivation does not work for me. That may work for you. You may, you know what I mean? It, it, it may tickle your fancy and get your ass in gear to have somebody yelling and, and, and doing that stuff or, you know, just whatever they say. But, but again, it's self-awareness. Having, you have to know what works for you. So mm-hmm. realizing that that kind of motivation does not work for me, I look in different areas. So that was my, my main point. Look for, it may not necessarily be, you don't need to follow number one trainer on Twitter looking for inspiration to help you feel more confident or get you to the point where you can feel confident in your body. It may be, here's somebody that is similar to my body type if I'm a big boy. Here's a big boy or a former big boy that I've seen go through the journey. Maybe that's where I need to get my motivation from. Maybe they're going to show me something that I didn't that I didn't think about before. That right. never occurred to me. So, I I think that's going to wrap up the main topic. Um, hopefully, you guys were able to get something useful out of it. You know, Jimmy and I are both silly. So, but I, I think that. It was a good conversation to have. Probably won't be the last time. Yes, and make sure you take your shirt off when you have sex. Right. I mean... Take your shirt off. Okay. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Take your shirt off. I mean... Because, let, let it all hang out. I, well, you know, I was just thinking, I was like, well, you know, if you like one of them that just have like a real big chest, you know, maybe you just hold them so that you don't put nobody's eye out. But, you know, work out the logistics, but go ahead and be free because I guarantee you, whoever that is, that is, they already know what they, they, already they, know what they get They into. know what they're getting into. They know. So, and if they don't know, then, sh- well, I don't know what to tell you. Like, good luck. I don't know how they wouldn't know unless you're out here catfishing. In that case, you need your ass beat. Oh, no, man, I can't tell that story. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I, something just happened. Some of my friends just told me about. I think, oh, okay, so we're gonna move on to the, <laughs> we're gonna move on to the last segment of the show, and that is the queer query. Question. So, real quick, we're gonna go through these questions so that the listeners can get a little bit more Jimmy. Oh, ooh, want some more Jimmy in your life? Mm-hmm. So, first up, okay. what are you looking forward to this month? Like what every other black person is looking forward to. Hello, Black Panther. I was going to say Fifty Shades of Grey. Who? I don't know her. 
Oh, I'm joking, but Black Panther. Um, yeah, absolutely, Black Panther. Like I'm looking forward to that, and I'm so for the culture. Hashtag for the culture. I decided I'm going to see Black Panther at the White Suburban Theater. Come on, small resistance. <laughs> because I need to be able to hear the movie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Let me grab that right on back. <laughs> Retraction. <laughs> I need to hear the movie. So I so agree. I, I need to hear the movie. Yeah, I'm probably not uh, gonna go see it till the next week, probably in the middle of the week. So that, my that's more so just because I don't like I don't like a crowded movie theater. My, me either. So could I usually go so believe it or not, I usually go to the movies. Like on a Sunday morning, yes, because it's cheap. Like, cause movie that that we go to, um, it usually is a sub. And I, when I say suburban, it's because it's cheap. It's cheaper than the movies that's in the city. They give you unlimited popcorn, unlimited soda, and it's not relatively crowded. Unlimited like even soda. for like, I don't know her. And so, and unlimited popcorn where they give you the flavor, you flavor your own popcorn too. I'm I'm doing that Wendy Williams face. You don't even know it, but it's like one of those things where it's cheaper. And like I know movies now cost like thirty dollars. I haven't paid thirty dollars for a movie in like forever. So yeah. I just wow, you talking about the whole thing? Okay. Um, cause no, cause even like um, no, it abs- you're absolutely correct. Cause when I went to see, was it Hidden Figures? Whatever I went to go see, and I was like, I made the mistake of not eating. And so I was like, well, I know my blood sugar going to drop. And I done paid money to see this movie. I refuse to pass out during it. So let me go and get these chicken strips. And it's like, oh, it's like $10. And I'm like, bitch. Yeah. $10 for the chicken strips and then more money for the drink. So, so I, yeah. So I think we're going to see I think we're going to see Black Panther in IMAX. Ooh. And even the IMAX was cheaper than in the city. I think we paid $9 for our ticket. Oh, wow. And so... I'm going anymore, and so we're going to do that. And then plus, I'm going to see, and I still haven't got my ticket yet, but there's plenty of tickets left. Um, my idol in concert, Mary J. She's finally somewhere that has air condition, so I can finally go see her. That is important, and that's pretty much it that I'm looking forward to this month. Yeah. So, as you guys can hear, I'm also looking forward to Black Panther. Um. I think the other thing is I'm I feel like I'm starting to get on the track of getting a groove for the year. Like I completely wrote January off. Like my 2018 didn't start until like yesterday. Um but I'm feeling better and feeling like I'm getting back in the groove of the show. Um so I'm looking forward to just making more improvements and and getting getting on track to start tackling goals that I have for the year. Uh, next question. What comfort food will you never give up? Ooh. Um, mac and cheese. Hey, come on. That's my answer, too. I will ne- I'm never too good for some mac and cheese. I don't give a damn if I lose 100 pounds in the next couple of months. I don't give a damn. You, you will all. I will always be on time and present for some mac and cheese. Cause I love, I love cheese in general. So I was like, even 
when I we're going back to the diet plans, the workout plans, and all the stuff. If it's not cheese, it's not in the meal. I'm not gonna do it. So I I have to. I love cheese, and I don't know why, but I just love it. No, cheese oh. is, is bomb. I mean, I can moderate cheese, but not in mac and cheese. Although I have been wanting to try to see what a vegan mac and cheese would be like, but at the end. I mean, yeah, I'm sure it'll be different, but I just wonder. I don't know. I'm just curious. I'm. I don't know. I'm curious about vegetarian meals. I'm not. So believe it or not. So so not to cut you off. So I'm into. I'm getting back into um, pescatarianism. Yeah. Which is just fish, and that means not eating meat. A lot, a lot of red meats and stuff. Yeah. So um, there's a lot of amazing um, vegetarian meals that you really don't realize are so they're so good. And I know Kevin Dwayne has inspired me a lot, especially when it comes. I ain't gonna say veganism because I'm not that far, but as far as trying like vegetarian meals, like uh, even like I love eggplant parmesan. I love what is that? Um, meatless ground round. Oh, it so. doesn't make it doesn't make great. It doesn't taste well for a rotel dip. But so, but oh. But it's like little things that I realized that they have come. Vegetarian meals have come a long way. Yeah, they've come a long way, and also I think it's just getting older and your body being like, "Look, look, all right." Now we gave you some warnings because the last time you ate this, we had you on the toilet within twenty minutes, and you are not getting the the message. Right. So I get it. You know, you start looking for alternatives of things, and so I'm curious about, like you said, vegetarian. And uh, especially because I've I've been kind of sick over the past month and a half, so just not being physically capable of eating, period, has really now my my body is kind of like, uh, you know, my mind is like because I'm so programmed, it's like okay, well we're gonna go get this double hamburger, this double cheeseburger, we're gonna work it, and my body's like, nah, right. and I'm like, you know what, nah, let me what else, let me eat some crackers, <laughs> I don't know. So I'm I'm on board for that too. Okay, last question: Are there any artists you're looking forward to releasing new music soon? Ooh, I can go forever. <sighs> um, whenever this surprise Beyonce album come out. Oh yeah, I mean that's kind of a given. Like any any day now. Um. When is Coachella? April? We still have some time. Yeah. So probably the day of. Right. She like, I'll give y'all a day. Look, I'll give y'all a day to throw these songs like she did Formation. If, for if we're lucky. Look, if we're like lucky. She did, look, like she did Formation and did Formation right before the Super Bowl came out. Right. Said, that's, I, yeah, I wanted to learn right. this song. But she, um, she was, she was quote unquote generous enough to give people like a week and a half to learn the album before the tour started. So right. I, I anticipate something similar um i'm interested to hear if she, even though i love her but i'm interested to hear if she can pull a whole album off because i do love her mixtapes um cardi b mm, yeah and i just and i'm hoping they don't water her down which i don't think which atlanta records um so i know i used to work i used to do their their college the street team back in college so i know but Atlantic Records um, is not known for watering down their artists. Somehow, they 
I mean, from all from what I can tell, they're embracing it. Like they realize that her being her is what makes her popular, and they like they they are embracing it and pushing it. Like Atlantic is pushing Cardi B hard. So, so with I, I know from Atlanta Records, they known for like letting artists do to be them and stand behind their artists as much as they can, even if they haven't sold no albums. Um, but I'm interested to see how her whole album will turn out. Um. I'm hoping that I just tweeted her today, which I doubt we get it. Um, hopefully, Missy bless us with an EP. I'm listen, Missy got to stop playing with us. And did you hear it, that uh, song with Busta Rhymes? I'm pretending like I didn't hear it, but <laughs> I don't. I don't dislike it. <laughs> they could have kept the Kelly Rowland credit out because will, it's like Miss, and I and I say this a lot. When it comes to music, certain certain songs you have to hear on a great sound system. Meaning that's true. You have to hear it in the car. You got to hear it in the club. Because that's definitely one of those type of songs. You won't be able to get the full of what they tried to do. Of with it when you try to listen, like unless you had a good ass, well, semi again about good ass beats by Dre earphones. But cause you, but but playing it on your phone or computer without it, you're like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. But you had it's certain songs that you got to basically hear on some club speakers or in a car because you won't say, "Oh, this shit is trash," but it really is popping. Right. I mean, yeah. I, I, but I'm always here for Missy and Busta Rhymes together. So I was like, okay. I guess it, you know, I'm still just kind of thrown off because I'm listening, I'm listening, I'm listening, I'm waiting for Kelly. And then the song went off, and I'm like, so that sample was it? Like, come on, y'all could have kept it. Anyway, not to interrupt what you were saying. No, no, it's good. So I just think, I, I've like her, and I'm, it's one more person. I need, it's a man. I need, a, I need. I feel like I should throw a male mm. in there. Um, I, don't, I haven't heard him work. I don't think he's working on any new music, but I think he need a redemption. Hmm. Um. Usher. Redemption from what? From his last album. Oh, I don't know her. I know. I keep saying uh-huh. that, but <laughs> I don't um, even remember what his last album was. The trap when he tried to do trap music. Uh-huh. Um. I won't. Yeah, yeah, it's it's somewhat. It's I think that's pretty much it because most of the music that I do listen to is mostly like top forty pop now. Oh you know? no. So, so I, know, I know Selena Gomez more than I know. Oh, no, no. So, uh, so what am I looking forward to? Obviously, the Beyonce, whatever we get from her. Um, I am looking. I know Fantasia is working on new music, so I'm looking forward to that because I was not a real big fan of her last I, album. So whatever. I have a little hate with Fantasia. Right. I mean, whatever the last album with all that orange on the cover, there was like two songs that I liked. And there was one song that gave me Tina Turner vibes. Um, and I really liked that song. But overall, I was like, I'm not really feeling this album. So I am looking forward to something new from her. Uh, It'll be interesting because based on what I, because I follow Fantasia on social media, it's like based on what she's saying, it's going to be a lot, what it's called, rock soul. So I think if, if that's what she's going for, and it's somewhere, like you said, the old, like Tina Turner is mm-hmm. like, and um, Janice the Joplin 
and I was, I was trying to name somebody black, but I can't think of the top of my head because it's in my head. It's on my mind who I'm picturing it. Mm-hmm. I think she has the voice for it. Yeah, absolutely. But I don't, and it's and I but hate to say it, it just depends on the content, right? And how her fans, because like I have friends that are diehard Fantasia fans, and they want her to sing the screaming songs. They want her to sing this yeah. gospel, traditional R and B, and da da da. I'm like, like, Fantasia, yeah. like Fantasia's voice is cool. But her voice is too powerful just to be stuck. Right. In one genre. Yeah. When she doesn't need to be. So I agree. So I'm hoping that, you know, it's good and it's better than the last album. I'm hoping um, that something like, um, oh my God, that's my favorite song off the, oh God, I'm looking at the picture. It's like, round and round, back and forth, don't pull. That song. Oh, Get It Right. That's the name of the song. Oh, Get, get, get It Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, stuff like that, like the big, yeah. the big band, the big percussion in the background, and yeah. So, uh, who else? I am looking forward to new music from Tamia. Waiting patiently for her because I loved her last album. I was the Love Life, I think. Um, who else? It was somebody else. Uh, Jasmine Sullivan. I don't know if Jasmine Sullivan is working on new music, but I hope she is. So I have a question. I, I have a I have a question. 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 Yes. So why do you think um, Jasmine Sullivan doesn't get the credit that she deserves? Meaning, um, yeah, the credit, the publicity that she deserves. Um, I, th- I, th- I think it's because she she doesn't really have a pop voice. And so, therefore, I'm not saying she could not do a pop song, but that's not really her lane. And in my opinion, in order to have that big success, you have to be able to cross over into pop. Like, that's just, it just, it is what it is. Either either pop or you have to be a kind of like a hip-hop darling. You know what I mean? And I feel like, like, take Rihanna, for example. Rihanna is both. And Rihanna is huge, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And she was a singles queen because she was on every she was on every rapper's song. And then when her songs came out, she was doing pop, and that's really what, like pop, you know, what, for whatever people say, I feel like pop is the biggest music genre, and it it can lead you in so many different directions because you can do pop, and then you can start doing that electro stuff, that dance <laughs> stuff. You can go back it's into R and B and do R and pop. It's kind of like the the um because I'm not gonna mention her name either. The pink one, the pink girl. Well, yeah, pink. Not the, not 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 pink, but the pink girl. The pink. Oh, does oh, her. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She, Sorry, I'm with that you. she would do that. She would do all these pop songs. I'm gonna throw these jabs. I'm gonna throw these jabs. So the, this pink girl is doing all these rap flows. On, but pop, then, on pop pop tracks, but then turn around, put out a pop album. Exactly, and I, 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 because if, if you think about it, most of the artists that people say are underrated or slept on, it's because they don't have that pop crossover appeal, and it may be because they don't have it or that they never coveted it. And sometimes, like we have to, you have to know the artist that you stand for because. A lot of times these artists don't want what y'all want for them. Like they don't right. want to make the kind of music that's going to make them a big uh, pop, we have, a big we star. Have, 
we have all white R&B divas. Right. It's like, you and, know, y'all... And, and I'm going to leave it at that. Exactly. So I, I, so I really think that's the biggest reason why Jasmine Sullivan is not bigger than she is. Because she has the voice. She has a big voice. She has a, a an amazing voice. But name a, name a Jasmine Sullivan pop song that you would hear on pop radio that white people would know. That young... Huh white people would know. You no, know no, I, mean? I thought her last album she tried a little bit. She she there's a there I wouldn't necessarily say some of those songs are pop. They may be more contemporary. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time it's like you kinda look at the content and it's like eh. it's like, yeah, <laughs> I can see it, but a black girl like cause I'm thinking about mascara. Like that probably could be a a, con- a contemporary crossover type song. But then you think about the the content and who it's coming from, and it's it's not going to be received. Like, it's already hard enough. She's not a light-skinned girl, which y'all can feel however y'all want to feel about that. It is what it is. So, um, so, yeah, that's my opinion. Like, without that crossover appeal, either either pop or, like I said, like uh, hip-hop. Like, if you are one of those singers that is on everybody's hip-hop track, then that's gonna propel you. And I think she and she's like to me, she's on what I call her, she's one of the daughters of Mary J. Yeah. That that she can and she gets on a track. And I I'll say a lot of times that a lot of artists back if they would have came out maybe a decade earlier, then decade, they would they would yeah. be bigger. Yeah. They'll be because the music even, landscape is just so different yeah. now. I, I agree. Like if if Jasmine Sullivan had come out in the nineties, then yeah. Well, I don't well. I don't think I think she would have I think it would have been different. It like, would have been different. If, like her at the very least, her initial success would have been a lot bigger. Right. Maybe not a, a um, sustained success as far as every album going platinum or whatever the case may be. But if she had come out in the nineties when that was the time of big voices then she definitely would have, I think, fared better. But because I don't, because her technical skill and as far as her songwriting and everything, I think she would have maybe a little bit more behind it, which is what she's doing now. So really, but not think, yeah, because you, you, you know, right. you said she's a, a daughter of Mary. Hell, she's writing and producing and singing with Mary. So right, it is what it is. So yeah. Say, so go ahead. I say the same thing about um, Tanache. Oh, I don't. And I, know, I don't I, understand Tanache to be quite. But honest. I, but I would say, I would say this even with her, they go to uh, the accent. Even with her, I think <laughs> she would have came out maybe like the early two thousands. Yeah, when it was when it was a when it was a dancer that sings. It, time absolutely prior to, prior to Tina's daughter. Prior to Tina's daughter, <laughs> no, that's that's separate. Prior like, to Tina's daughter, Tina's daughter was gonna be Tina's daughter regardless. Regardless, right? But if she had come out in that time, like around the time when Sierra first dropped, and Maya, when all them was and popular. Maya, yeah, when the yeah, because there was a time when it was when it was dancers that sing and they were all the rage. Right and now, it's harder, and I don't know the stuff that I. Anyway, we don't need to get into that. So. 
just to reiterate, the artists that I'm looking forward to releasing music, and I hope it's soon, Fantasia, Tamia, Jasmine Sullivan, and you said uh, a man, and I thought of somebody. I want to hear something new from Luke James. I I need him to blow up, and I love his voice. I love his songs. It's the, I, it's I, the same thing. I love, I'm telling you. I love looking at him. Like, he, shout out to his team. Because, you know, they got him out here. They got him acting. They have him working. But it's, he has such a soulful voice. And it's like, where's the crossover potential? Like, you have to have that crossover potential. It's just being pure R&B. It's just that it's not going to get you that and, blow up success. It, it, just, it, it is what it is. And it's, and it's kind of sad now because R&B, and we can't just blame the white powers that because it's us too yeah. that we're not buying the music like we used to. Yeah, we're not buying music like we used to. We're streaming music. Um, you know, we have this facet that feels like only one could be it. Can be it. Like it's fucking Highlander and shit. Um, and it's just you know. So it there's a lot of factors that go into. But those are who and I'm I- looking forward to. And I and I hope he does blow up this year because he had a great movie. Um, yeah, but I, I feel like his success is going to come more from his acting opportunities, right. and then hopefully he can follow it up with his music. And even if I didn't watch the show, it was a good look for him to be on Star. Even though it's I don't a watch good look the show, for him it's being on look. Star. It was a good look for him being on Insecure. Right. Um. The Bobby. What? Not the Bobby. What's it called? Um. Edition. The new edition. Like, like I said, his team got him out there. Um. I feel like they may have kind of dropped the ball because he was associated with Beyonce during the self-titled era. And I just feel like that should have been the time when he was out there and I didn't really see him. Like his album came out way after that. So, but anyway, and I think I have, I think I have that album. I have it. And I don't, I don't hate it. I mean, some of it is just kind of, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Some of it is kind of that aggressive, quote unquote thug thug and B and it's just like just sing like give us more give us more I want you and less give and less fuck you and do a shirtless well, and he, I mean, he gonna do that regardless cause that's how he is Let's do a shirtless okay we okay. have gone on a long tangent about music I'm sure we have probably triggered a lot of y'all and y'all had heard things you don't agree with Whatever the case may be, that is going to wrap up this episode of Gay Side Stories. So please, uh, illustrious guest, uh, tell people where they can find you. You can find me in the trap. I knew, where gonna, I knew those were going to be the exact words that came out of your mouth. Um, no, but you can find me on Instagram, um, Twitter, at grabyourjimmy.com. I think it is there. Yeah, it is grabyourjimmy.com. Um, check out my blog at www.grabyourjimmy.com, which is making a return sometime this month. And I can't tell you. Other, yeah, I can. And you might see me on Tumblr somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. Let them find that on their own. Yeah, you find that on your own because I can't monetize off that. So <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so, but... Um, you find me there, and I like to speak to each one of each and every one of y'all, and that's pretty much it. All right.
right. Well, thank you again for joining me. I had fun. Thank you for having Shout me. Shout out to yo. I think the conversation was, was, was hella dope. Came out even better than I imagined. And I, I knew it was going to be good, but I feel like it came out even better. Especially and that little music hub at the end. I was like, okay. And this was the clean version of which I have. This is the cleanest I ever been on a blog, on a podcast. So that was just because we. Just, no, we just. Probably, it wasn't that I, type of. It wasn't that type of topic. I feel like I should be throwing slurs for no reason now, but no, no, let's but, not do that. But no, but no, I thank you for having me. Um, wish you well on everything and keep up the good work. Well, thank you and everything. Let's teach these youngins how to. Yes. Listen, listen to your world elders. World. All right. We struggle, so y'all don't have to, but y'all choose to struggle. Anyway, GaySideStories.com. Go there for more information. If you want to interact with me, you can email me. It's GaySideStories at gmail.com. Follow on social media. It's at GaySideStories on Twitter and Instagram. GaySideStories on Facebook. And you can join the Facebook discussion group, which is hashtag GaySidePod. Hopefully you guys are using that hashtag when you listen to the show, when you tweet about it, or when you post or wherever you post. Subscribe if you are not already, wherever you get your podcast, you guys know where to find the show. If you like what you're hearing, you just want to give me some kudos, shout outs, rate on Apple Podcasts, five stars, leave a review if you want to. Make sure you're sharing the show with others. Like I said, it's very, it's important because... For smaller podcasts, word of I mean, really with every podcast, word of mouth is very important for getting getting the numbers up, getting the listenership up. So share the show with other people. And thank you for listening. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for a year of me on this microphone just talking. Don't know what the hell I'm talking about half the time, but I'm here and I'm present. I'm accounted for. I'm going to keep it up. And as always, you guys, remember the lost commandment. Thou shalt protect thy walls or they will crumble. All right, we're out.